Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your host, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by betonline.ag. It's that time of the year again as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. It's March Madness, people. Let's go! If you're looking to wager this year, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Das. I'm here with our former 76ers point guard, Eric Snow, and big Sixers fan, and my brother, Tasia Dash. Um, before we get started here, I know we're going to we'll talk a bit about um, the game from the other night and the rumors about LeBron possibly coming to uh, the 76ers this summer. But uh, I've seen on Twitter, these guys are having a blast in uh, on their West Coast trip. Um, and I know they're at the UCLA campus. Um, that's where they're hosting their practices and stuff. But um, was that like a big deal for players, Eric, for, for Sixers guys to, to go to the, the West Coast trip? Was that Was that a fun time? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was different. You know, our trips were, you know, a little different than they are now because our trips were longer. So, um, you know, we took, you know, when I first came into the NBA, we were taking, you know, two trips that were like two weeks, <laughs> you know, so you would, you would be gone for a while. So you would get to LA and, and, and you made it fun because, you know, if, if you go out there and you, you get a sunny, warm day, it wasn't always like that coming from the East coast. So, um, yeah. We want to always go out there. It's just something about, you know, going out there and seeing the sunshine and having a nice day um, just kind of brings the fun out a little bit. Two weeks, that's a vacation, man, two weeks. Oh, it, those, those trips were brutal. I mean, it was, it was, I think you took like two trips, east and west, and you played a minimum of like six games. Oof. And then you would take uh, the other trips, they would break them up into smaller so if you took a Texas trip, you may play a couple of teams down there um, and then come back, um, you know, because you got to remember when I first came in, it wasn't a Memphis. It wasn't an OKC. It wasn't a New Orleans. Um, so it was a little different um, as far as um, the locations where all the teams are. You guys were going up to the Vancouver for the, uh, for the Grizzlies back then, right? Yes, when I first yeah I first came in, but that was actually my first year was the first year for Vancouver and Toronto. Mm. So um, you know I was, as people say, I was you know made it to the NBA because they added players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had, I remember they had my name on the list one time of players that made the NBA because of the because of expansion. Oh man, I said thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank good you, and then watch this, right? Yeah, good timing by my parents. Awesome. <laughs> Funny. Um, all right, well, we'll kind of get into the, um, the L.A. game. So, obviously, the other night, coming off a solid win over the LeBron-less and AD-less Lakers. I know we probably should have won by more than that, but we kind of had our second half, you know, our, our 
something that's become common for us losing these big leads that we have. Um, but on top of the going on to LA, there's been kind of rumors surfacing, um, not rumors, but more speculative stuff that the Lakers want to blow it up this offseason. Um, and Howard Beck and Chris Mannix um, had talked about the possibility of LeBron coming to Philadelphia uh, before his current contract is up. Um, and the made up hypothetical trade they, they talked about if the Lakers were to blow it up would it be tr- to trade LeBron for Maxi, Thibel, and Tobias Harris. Um, Eric, what do you think about this uh, former teammate of yours and LeBron James coming to Philadelphia? And and would you do this trade if you were Philadelphia? If I were Philadelphia, yes. If I'm the Lakers, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get a chance that if, if ultimately what you want to do is try to win the championship. So if you're telling me that you can get LeBron James and keep your best two players, you wouldn't do it? Is that what you're saying? What if it's what I mean, what LeBron's talking about wanting to play with Brawny under any circumstance, though. So let's say he leaves after his contract sell. That's a one-year rental. That's pretty risky, right? Do you think you got a better chance of winning the championship next year with him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's why you do it then. <laughs> So get rid of Maxi and Thibel and like two picks for just a one-year shot at the if ring. You think you got your best. So so if you keep those guys right in two years, you think you got a better chance than that one year with LeBron to win the championship. You mean I after a chance? I'm saying, do you think you got a better chance? So. The one year with LeBron is obviously the best chance. There you go. That's what you want. You want to do best chance to win the championship. Now, I don't think if the Lakers are going to do it, like you can't, you can't do that, um, you know, without getting tons of picks and all kinds of other stuff. So I, I yeah, know that. Yeah. But if we're just talking about it, I'm just saying, like, if you, he gives you the the best chance to win a, a championship. He's been there. He's done it. We know the attention that he's going to bring. So I'm just saying that's your best I mean, chance to win. I mean, that's that's why I think that you, if you want to do it. You want to get your best chance to win it. Like he gives you, he gives any team um, that he's playing along with, when he bring along those guys. I know you look at their team now and say, well, they aren't winning it now, but they did a couple of years ago, and and Anthony Davis isn't playing. If we won the championship, I'd say it was. I mean, we look back and say yes, it was worth. It. Even if we lost them after that, like uh, we got our ring. Just like Toronto, I'm sure Toronto doesn't mind or regret yes. the Kawhi rental. They don't care about that. They got their ring, whatever, right? Um, but if we didn't win and he left and we lost Thibault and Maxi, then you're set. I mean, then you might have might have possibly ruined Harden and Embiid's championship window. Look, 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 Toronto got Kawhi. So if they didn't win it, right, and they lost tomorrow, but look at them now. It's still there. Yeah, DeRozan was aging himself, right? But you look, but they're only a couple games behind us. Yeah, no, no, no. Toronto's in good shape, I'd say. (laughs) But, but they, they, got give, a ring. they got a ring within the last few years, though. We don't. See, giving up DeRozan, I'd say, would be like us giving up Tobias Harris. They didn't give up a lot of young pieces. I think Maxi and Thibault can possibly extend this championship window for Harden and MB, whereas LeBron would shorten it. Like you you're, saying, you're saying they can extend it based on having James and Joel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a younger guy to kind of come yeah. along during LeBron that. LeBron James can win it without them. Yeah, yeah. It shortens the window, though. Yes. 
it, it, it maximizes it, but shortens it. So it's like, okay, you got two or three years. If you don't win so, it now. So, so at any given day, um, say, for instance, this happens, and LeBron comes for two years, and you can have LeBron and you can have Joel and you can have James, and you could pick your pick which one's your three on any particular night. That's tough. Yeah. Would you worry about sharing the limelight in Philly? Because, I mean, LeBron's got the – I mean, he's got the lights everywhere he goes. It's MB's city. I feel like Harden's kind of taking a back seat because he knows his MB. Philly's different. Philly's not like a lot of these other places. Philly's different. You you know, you play, you win, you get the – everybody get the limelight. It's not a one-person get it. Allen Iverson obviously got it when we were there, and he got the most of it. Um, you know, Dr. J before us got it, but people still knew Mo Cheeks. They still know, um, they yeah. knew Moses like, like people it's, it's enough in Philly because it's so much enthusiasm. The fan base is so huge. So when you're winning, everybody will share. Like obviously some people get more, but it's enough to be shared. But Simmons had a problem with that. Apparently sharing it with Embiid. He didn't like that. Embiid was like the chosen one by the Philly fans. And he was kind of like the second fiddle. I don't, I don't think Ben's issue was with the fans. I think Ben's issue is with the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, all, they also favored Embiid over Simmons yeah. as well. So it could be whoever they're pushing. So I think, I think, I think it's more of that than the fans. You can't control who the fans don't like. I mean, that's, that's nothing to do with you. So I, I think that was more of a personal um, who your who the team is pushing? So so, you know because of that. I mean, I, I personally don't think Ben had the, you know, not, I don't, it's not that I don't think he had it. It's just that his personality is different than Joel's. So Joel is mm-hmm. more oh, yeah. funny, and you know, so Ben isn't like that. So of course he'll, he'll have a different fan base because of that. But I, I think if Ben had a beef, I think it was because whoever the the organization maybe was pushing. Um, Same thing with Butler, too, right? When Butler came here, he's got a very, like, alpha personality, too. But he – you could tell he kind of deferred to MB. Like, this is your – I mean, you're a better player than me. This is your team. I feel like he didn't do that with Ben. I feel like he was kind of like, well, hold on, you're not better than me. So, I'm not going to anoint you second on this team or anything, right? Whereas LeBron, if he came here, I mean, maybe he would just say, like, okay, whatever. It's your city. You're the, you're, you're in your prime. I'm not. I just – let's just win. But, you know, LeBron, I mean, you know – None of them come in with the legacy that he has. So, I mean, he oh, could yeah. come in no matter what. His legacy, he's going to be who he is. He has Philly fans right now and never played a, for, for the Sixers at all. So, I don't think that he would have to do anything different. Um, I think he, he, he he's he's different because he's judged on the game and how the game is played and how his team is played. So, all the other limelight and all that stuff is really irrelevant because he's going to get it no matter where he plays. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like his playing style would gel really well with those two as well. I think he'd play a great three, three, four. Yeah, I mean, you can – he's he's so versatile, so talented, you know, he can pretty much mix um, and make any team better. Yeah. With the whole Bronny uh, – I know he says he wants to play with Bronny under any cir- circumstances. Um, and right now, some of the, the draft uh, experts, they have him as like a second-round grade if he were to come out right now. Um, do you think that would change when it, when it is time for Bronny to come out and LeBron still is, you know, I want to play with my son. Do you think he will just become a top-five pick because a team just wants to have LeBron on their team, so they're going to draft him to get LeBron? Do you think that will be the case when that does happen? I don't know if anyone would draft him as a top five pick if he's not qualified, um, not really qualified, if if they don't think he's a top five pick. But I do think that people will draft him to get LeBron. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that a team will do that. 
Um, you know, how high? I don't know. It kind of depends on the team and, and, and the um, assets and draft picks and everything else that they have. But I, I totally believe that that someone will do it to get LeBron for a year and get that. I mean, you know. Get those butts in the seats, man. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, it's been done before. You know, you look at Ken and his dad, um, Griffey. So it's, it's been done before, but it's just so unlikely. Um, and then you got a guy like LeBron who's like Ken, but, you know, but Ken was like the son. <laughs> you know, like he he was the son, and but LeBron's the dad. And, you know, and if I had a concern about it, it's, it's, you know, it just puts a lot of pressure on Bronny. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. They could perform um, either then or when, especially when LeBron's not there. Um, so, I, you know, I just, it, it would be great to see. I, you know, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll pay money to see it. And, and hopefully, you know, it happens yeah. not just for Bronny to play with him, for him to, for them to play together, but for him to be able to pursue that. And, and if that's really what he wants to do is pursue the NBA and have his own career and, and have a good and long one at that. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Kings and you're going nowhere right now and you're like seven overall and you're like, man, we're not selling out anymore. We're not going to the playoffs anyway, let's be honest. Why not just pick up Bronny at seven and get LeBron? Like, we'll sell out every game. <laughs> we'll sell a million jerseys, you know? I don't know. I, I, I think – It's something like it's historical. So, yeah, I mean, it's something unprecedented. You've never seen someone get attached to a player like that before, right? I mean – You know, this just – Something never happens. So no matter what it is, it'll be a big deal. Um, we don't know how good the team. You know, obviously, if it's a team that probably feel like they can win a championship, the odds of them doing it is probably not high. Um, but like you said, a team that's you know struggling and maybe want to experiment and take a chance. And you know, we don't know. Like Bronny could you know exceed expectations like his father did. I'm not saying he's going to be LeBron, but it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And it would take a lot of pressure off them, too. I feel like if they went to a team like that, like let's say they went to the Kings and they started actually playing well, rather like seven, six, seven in the East with LeBron, which is actually higher than the Lakers are this year, which is funny. Um, but I, I don't think there'd be any pressure for Bronny to come in and perform in that regard, right? You just take your take your like rookie minutes at the end of the games and try to get better that way. But yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, he, you know, he has someone at home every night that can help him as far as improving. Um, but then when you get in that element um, of actually playing in the NBA and he's in your ear, but then you get to put the experience with all of everything that you've heard, um, he would get better just from the competition from the other players. Um, and in the games where he don't necessarily play, like guys still put in work. They're still, you know, playing against each other, they're still competing. So he will definitely improve. Um, but to have someone there that you're comfortable with, you know, that's a, you know, that's a terrific thing but he would still have to put in the work to continue to improve. And, and like I said, eventually he would have to get on the court so that experience can pay off. How awkward would it be if they had to pull him down to the G league? Like you'd have to have LeBron in that meeting too, right? Like you know, I, 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 I would think that um, that would probably be good for him. Um, you know, it would be good for him because the G league being that I coach in there is actually, helped a lot of players. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, players, it's one thing to work hard and practice, but the game experience is what they need to help get to that next level. So a lot of guys are improving, and then when they get in the game, it's still new. Well, the G League provides that opportunity for them to go and 
playing the system and and play in with basically the same plays um, that everybody else that, that you're you know the team is playing that running. So it helps you out a lot. So I think that you know that would be great if you know if he gets an opportunity to get in there and play with Bron, and then all of a sudden he was able to go down and get game experience if he wasn't getting it with the actual team from the G League. I mean, that's what the G League is built for. It's built for those opportunities for guys that are limited minutes to go down and gain that playing experience and come back and help prepare them for when the, for when the opportunity comes. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if I was LeBron, though, I'd be like, kind of feel a little bait and switch. I, I came to you guys to play with my son. Now you guys got me and you sent my son down to the G League. Now I'm just playing on a... Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I don't, I don't think if LeBron, LeBron's a realist, he's realistic. He understands that him playing with his son doesn't necessarily mean that he's telling teams that his son needs to come and play in the NBA 30 plus minutes. Um, just think that, you know, if there's opportunities and he's proven that he can play, then he'll be able to play. But I think for him to go down to the G league is a part of the process. I don't think that he would think that his son is too good for that. Like if that's what's right in front of him and there's players that most likely a young guy that comes in there, there will be some guys, especially at the guard position, that are that are ahead of you. Yeah. Um, letting him sit over there, let him go gain some experience. It's one thing for them to keep him down there all year long. Now that's different, but to go down there and play some games and gain some experience and you know play some you know as many minutes as he can, I think that would be be helpful, not just for Bronny, but most guards that come into most players that come into the NBA that's limited, sure. just playing limited minutes. And plus, he'll be coming from from high school. If he does come in from that point in two years, he'll be coming from high school. So he's not going to have that much game experience. So G League, you know, like you said, it's helped out so many players. Christian Woods, one guy I can think of who, you know, played for the Sixers, went down the G League, and then now, you know, he almost made max money with the, with the Rockets like two years ago. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris Bale's another one. Yeah, there's so many, so many guys. Um yeah, no, and, and if this this, this uh, trade this does happen, then I'd say to prolong this window, go and draft Bronny with our first pick. We're trade up to get in the lottery to draft Bronny, so we can keep <laughs> LeBron in the house for a while. <laughs> um, Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, so uh, for our next topic, uh, so after the win the other night and uh, with the, the Miami Heat dropping another game, I, I don't know, Eric, if you saw the whole uh, Miami Heat spat they had in the sidelines between Butler and Spolstra, um, but 
they've now lost their their lead. They had three game lead now. It's a one and a half game lead in the East. Uh, we're third place uh, behind Milwaukee right now. Um, Miami still holds the one seed, uh, but with ten games remaining, um, with the current seed five seed is Chicago, the current six seed is Cleveland, the current seven seed is Toronto, and the current eight seed is Brooklyn. If you could choose your first round opponent as of uh, for right now, who would it be? If I could choose, you could choose. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose, I would probably say the Cavaliers because of Allen being injured and just like they're playing well, they play hard, but they have a lot of inexperience as far as, especially as far as the playoffs. Um, so just from that standpoint, just from the inexperience from their key players, injuries, um, I would, you know, if I had to choose, even though I don't really like choosing a team, cause I think that's kind of, you know, you can get yourself in trouble. But, yeah, I, w- I would go from that standpoint because of the inexperience and then the, the injury to a big guy that they would need a, that extra body to deal with Joel. Yeah, I think uh, it same thing. It's, it, it is tough, but I, and I don't see where all the teams are before, you know, making that decision. But I'd say Cleveland or it was like a close for me, Cleveland or Chicago, just because we've owned both of, the, both of them this year. I think we're 7-0 and against them. Um, I think Chicago looks a little out of gas because you have the players that aren't injured compensating for the guys who are injured. And, you know, DeRozan's just played out of his mind all year. I just, I mean, the reason why I didn't pick Chicago, because I do feel that they have more star power. They they have guys that can win the series. Yeah. Yeah. They have a guy who can go off and win it by themselves. I think. And And has, and has the experience where I think a guy in Cleveland, like Garland, a young guard that can get hot and, and, and win you some games sort of like, you know, um, Trey Young did for the Hawks last year. Um, I think that he's he could go off like that, but I think that, you know, the, the Bulls have someone that's proven that's already yep. done something like that. Yeah, um, That's where, I, you know, you got to be careful what you ask for. 100%, yeah. And then I looked up Allen. Uh, they say he's – they hope to have him back by the start of the playoffs, but even if they do – just getting back, he's gonna. I mean, he's gonna need some conditioning, and you get you know his feet under him again. Um, but yeah, I'd say Cleveland because of the playoff experience. I think the only guy who has playoff experience in that lineup is Love. When he has a lot of it, but still, that's it. Um, Levert, Levert, you know, will have somebody, but he's he's been in in and out as far as being yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, collectively. You know they're they're lacking experience. Yeah, they're very young. So I I go Cleveland as well. I I would just love to avoid facing some of like the top teams. Not avoid, but like say like oh let's lose this game. But if we could have the Celtics, Nets, Heat, Bucks face each other in some kind of way and just like cancel each other out, man, that'd be amazing. I I, I think I'd probably love to play Cavs and probably Miami in the second round over the Bucks and 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 Nets. But yeah. I mean the way it's going. The way it's going right now, um, you know, if we can, if we can avoid the the Nets in the first round, um, either the Nets or the Bucks or or Miami or Boston, one of them won't be there in the second round. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and I mean, well, the Heat. What's going on with them right now? I, I don't know. I mean. You've been around a lot of different that's, locker that's, 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 Just just think about that though. So you you. You do all of this playing, and everybody's what takes you like within two games from as far as Miami. The top four teams are all within two games, so that's Miami, 
us and, and Boston and who's the other team? Milwaukee? Okay, just think. One of those four, they're fighting within two games, and one of them will have to play the Nets in the first round. Yeah. That's your reward. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Because the whole, like, yeah. Kyrie thing's gone. And Kyrie will be playing home games. Yeah, forget about that whole – because that was always a, a variable, but that's yeah. that's gone. That's over. And now you know, they're just, saying Ben Simmons feels a little if, better. If Ben happens to come, like, that's just – you know, you can you can think whatever you want to think about Ben, but he is a an all star player. He's proven that, and he gives them a, a dimension that they don't have. So, it only makes them better. Doesn't make them worse. And with Ben's kind of game too, I feel like even if he doesn't play all season, he's got the kind of game where they're like, you know what? Don't do too much. Just come back and d up their best player. That's all you gotta do in this first round. Just d up their best player. It gives them a dimension they don't have. Like they have bigger guys and athletic guys that can maybe go up multiple positions, but they don't have one that could grab the rebound and run the point. Yeah. So and now, yeah. So, yeah. You, so now you're saying Kyrie and and KD can just run and go and catch and shoot. Man, come on now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to. I mean, if we could avoid that. Without like mini tanking, right. I'd, I'd like love I said, they they may lose in the first round. Nets may very well lose in the first round, but those top four teams that are fighting for that number one seed, the number one seed could very well play the Nets. <laughs> it's so tight too because you have the Heat. I think then it's like I think a one and a half game lead over the next three, and the next three are almost like tied. They're right it's there tight. with each other. It's so tight that you can't chase a matchup. No, you can't. You just got to play. And then the next, I think, five, six, and seven are within, like, a game of each other, too. And then you have, like, a two- or three-game gap between them and the, the Nets at eight. So, it's, like, it's, it's uh, crazy, I mean, the man. Could, the Nets could go on the run and, and get six. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a fun – it's going to be a fun last like, ten games. The playoffs will officially start before the play-in game. Oh, Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm really glad, by the way. I mean, I, you know, obviously I want to go to the championship and win it, but I like that. I don't want to knock, knock on wood. It's it's a lot healthier this year, too. There are so many injuries around the playoff time last year. That was like the main variable and who went far and who didn't. But th- this year seems it's pretty healthy right now across the board in the East. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls have some injuries. Um, you know, key guys yeah. are playing, but they have some in the Nets. If, you know, they can get some, you know, being back for the most part, we'll have a, a playoff where you got to win it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the no COVID aspect as well. No no yeah. more of the uh, guys being out for COVID. No uh, bubble and no COVID and no, uh, and no injuries yeah. for the most part. It'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I will say though, even though the New York City that 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 mandate's done, if they do have to play Toronto in Toronto, though, that he still can't play in Toronto. Uh, yeah. If 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 they had to play in seven eight game, so that there's still there's still that, so that might come back to bite them too, though. And that that would, that would be kind of comical if that, if that were to happen. That's bad luck. That's bad, bad luck. luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. And just a, a quick one on that, uh, Eric. What, what were your thoughts on the the Miami Heat? Uh, that little kind of spat between Spolster and Butler and Udonis Haslam. Yeah, it, it happens. No big deal to me. I think that that stuff happens way more than you all realize. You just kind of see it when it gets caught on video. But that those kind of things happen way more often than you 
even between like coach and player, like talking about fucking fighting and stuff like that. Those kind of quotes. It's usually not the head coach, um, but it's usually an assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty. I wouldn't say it's common, um, or like it happens all the time, but it's it happens more than you than you've you realize and you see. Um, you know, guys come in and sometimes it's just not people don't have to pull people back. Um, but yeah, Spall was a little um, for him to go on the court, even like out of the timeout. You that that was pretty interesting. He grabbed the clipboard just to throw it. He grabbed yeah, it and yeah. threw it. Yeah. So that was um, a little. That was interesting. That was good to see. But but the thing that I found the most interesting was that it was a coach and player after one player. Yeah. Usually it's just like a coaches or a player versus a player, but it's the coach and the player against one guy. So um, I, I don't. I think it was maybe a situation and then something that was said to the individuals about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Haslam's the closest you could get to being a player coach too, right? Well, I mean, Haslam was also a guy that's, you know, if I wanted to pick anybody on that team that's going to really fight, he would be oh, the guy. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to mess with Haslam. <laughs> Absolutely not. The first thing I said when I saw him, I was like, yeah, do that with Haslam. Do that with yeah, him. Yeah, that, so, yeah, he probably wanted to let that one go right there. I actually um, give him credit for being very, like, team-friendly about it. He was like, you know, they're your enemy. He was playing the good, like, leadership role. And then you see Butler say something that makes P.J. Tucker's head whip back and then has him start of the, I'll beat your ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's get real now. Yeah. yeah. Because so, it went from um, team stuff to personal. Yeah. Yeah. Butler basically, must have said something a little basically too. Basically, that's what happened. It went from, from team to personal. Yeah. So – um, you know, all the other stuff, let's do this, let's fight them, not us, and all that. Yeah, you all that rah rah stuff. And so, when his tone and words changed, it, 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 I think, um, yeah, the reaction, probably, the reaction. That, yeah, that's probably when it should have ended, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's also funny too because Butler usually like the, the tough guy, but when he got tough with the probably one of the toughest guys that's in the, the NBA. that's the wrong one right there. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's the one. Right Leave that one. Let let that one go, Jimmy. <laughs> that was good yeah. stuff. Um, all right. So uh, last topic: uh, game predictions. Um, so we already won one game in LA uh, this week, um, but we all, we lost the first matchup to the Clippers um, at home. It was actually we had a, um, a twenty. It was a twenty-four point comeback by the Clippers against us at home. They won one hundred two to one hundred one. I believe Marcus Morris had a huge game that night. It was Marcus or Markeith? I think it's Marcus, right? Marcus is LA. Marcus. Yeah, Marcus had a, had a huge game against us in that one. It's always like the unsung heroes, guys. Cousins against Denver, Marcus Morris against the Clippers. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we that lost 24-point lead. Um, they came back to win that one. So uh, but right now we are a five-and-a-half-point favorite uh, against L.A., which I thought was pretty kind of high because L.A. is playing good right now. But um, who do you guys have tonight and why? Um, I have us winning. I, mean, I think that you know, we, we all have to, you know, you have – with Boston and Milwaukee, excuse me, right there, <laughs> we got to keep winning games. And I think we still kind of feel we can catch Miami. Um, the Clippers played really well at home. They'll be confident against us because of the, the comeback that they had. So I think it'll be a closer game. I'm not sure we'll cover the spread, but I think we'll get the win. Yeah, I think the last time we played them with that collapse, we also only had eight active guys that night. 
and Ferk and uh, Isaiah Joe started. Oh, and wow. I think Charlie Brown Jr. played our six most minutes on our team that night. So we were hurting a little bit for sure in depth. But again, it's hard to say that it gets the Clippers who's missing like $100 million in salary. So, um, but yeah, Clippers, I mean, they no matter what, they play everyone tough. I noticed that all the time. But uh, they have lost, I think, seven out of their last nine. Uh, four out of four of them by 12 or more. Um, and they've traveled five out of the last six games. So they are, they're, they're running ragged a little bit. Um, I do think we win because again, what Eric said, we, we just, we need it. We need it more than they do right now. Um, and last game, MB, Toby and Max combined for 79. I think they have a big game again and add hard into the mix. I think we cover the, cover the five, five and a half and win it. Yeah, big, big game, big game. Um, that, that that does it. Uh, before we go, though, uh, Eric, um, what what do you got uh, this weekend as far as the games tonight? Or are there any gonna be surprise upsets in the uh, the college games tonight before uh, as we head into Elite Eight? Um, surprise? No, I think St. Peter's will play Purdue well. I think Purdue will just be a little, you know, too big, and because they have they'll have the best player on the court in Ivy and shooting from their shooters and that size. So I think they'll be. Even though it's exciting to see um, Holloway's team play in St. Peter's and just think it would be tough for them. Um, that UCLA and North Carolina is very interesting. I think either one of those teams to win could win a championship right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it would be interesting to see, you know, Kansas and that Kansas Providence. That's, that's an interesting one. That's I, a good I, game. I actually a- picked, I picked Providence uh, beforehand. To, to, to beat Kansas, I just you know the other two games with Miami and Iowa State, uh, yeah, I picked, I missed I, I messed up both of those. I, I didn't pick either one of those. Teams. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure I'm not alone on that though. <laughs> Mark Marcus has got Providence and UCLA going all the way, or for the Final Four at least. Yeah, I have and championship. I have, I have Providence, and um, my son has UCLA. One of my older son has UCLA going, um, but I was the only one that picked Providence to go. Man. Yeah, I think Providence has a, has a lot of seniors on that team. A lot they had like thirteen games decided by like five points or less this year, and they were like twelve and two, one in the, those games. Actually, I actually picked Purdue too, so I picked Providence and Purdue. Ah. My other two teams <laughs> didn't make it. My top brackets were um, disappointing. Ah, so tonight's a big night for you. That's huge for the for the family bracket. You know, you got to. I won it last year. You get a little, you know, a little trash talk with the family bracket. <laughs> Clout. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, I hope everyone uh, does well in the brackets tonight as we get closer to the lead eight. But that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in to Believe in Seventy Sixers, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you guys next week as we get closer and closer to the playoffs and. Hopefully our seating just keeps us away from Brooklyn. Let's just let's cross our fingers and keep away from Brooklyn for as long as possible. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, Thank fellas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.